Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So happy new year, everyone. It is officially 2022 and I am back from my travels to the East Coast. I was in Maine visiting my family and I took a really long vacation. I was, well, it wasn't all vacation. I was working from there. Luckily I can work from anywhere. Um, but I, I left on the 14th and I just got back. So, Um, it was definitely a hibernation period. Every time I go back to Maine, it's so cold and I just revert back to my childhood behaviors, which is stuffing my face and, um, hibernating basically. Uh, I did get some work done though. I did, uh, get some quality work done, but, um, but anyway, I am probably at my heaviest weight that I've been in a very, 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 very long time. Um, I'm about eight pounds below my scary weight. And I don't want to trigger anyone with, you know, the scale because ultimately it's not about the number. Uh, I did jump on just to see, you know, what the damage was because I knew I had done some damage and I ended up being a few pounds heavier than my COVID weight. So I had, I had reached a new height during the COVID pandemic and I had lost quite a bit of it and got down to a somewhat comfortable weight. And now I'm back to even higher than where I started uh, at the beginning of the pandemic or the end of pan- uh, well, we're not out of the pandemic. What am I saying? So it's just such a crazy time. And I am still eating like it's 1999. <laughs> I mean, I have just been out of control. I have had no balance at all. I know this podcast is about trying to find the balance. And in all honesty, I have had zero balance lately. And, you know, it's not necessarily intuitive. I would say, I mean, I intuitively wanted to pig out and and just take, take a break and not really think about what I was putting in my body. Um, so I guess in some sense that's intuitive, but I mean, you know, it doesn't feel good to not exercise at all. So, you know, my body did want to exercise. I did think about it when I was there, but I was so cold all the time that, um, I don't know, I just didn't. So I would I wouldn't say it was entirely intuitive because I wasn't listening to myself when I did want to um you know when I was full I wasn't listening to my body I was still stuffing my face full of dessert and you know carby heavy food so um but I did enjoy every minute of it I mean I I I I don't hate stuffing myself. I mean, I I love to eat. I love the chewing sensation. I love all the fatty foods and all the sugary desserts and all of that. So, you know, I'm not one of those people that beats myself up for every, you know, processed food or every fried food or every, you know, very carby, heavy food that I eat. I just, I'm not that person. I just... I enjoy it and I just know, I I know that I'm putting weight on and, um, you know, and I accept it. And I, I do know, I am confident that I will get back into a healthy regimen because that is when I feel at my best and, uh, I will start that soon. So, so let me just do a quick recap of my holiday, um, 
So when I go home, my mom spoils us with food, uh, with everything. She's just, she's an amazing mother. I love my mom and uh, I feel very lucky to have her in my life. She, you know, we come from an Italian background. She's not Italian. She's actually uh, part Jewish and, you know, Jewish people and Italian people, you know, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. We like to eat. And so she loves to, she's a great cook. She's both a great baker and a great um, just she she makes all these great sauces and all these great meals for dinner and she makes an incredible bread and she's she's very talented in the kitchen. Uh, my other side of the family, my Italian side of the family, they were chefs, um, but she but she understands that you know, food is love to us. And so she definitely, um, you know, before I get home, she always stocks the house full of all the food, all the ice cream that I like. She gets me peppermint ice cream, that like that pink candy cane ice cream with all the little candies in it. Mm, so good. She gets me a couple of kinds of ice cream. She gets chips. She gets bagels. She stops at this standard bakery um, place, which I've been, I, I basically moved into this bakery and lived there and ate everything that they made every day. <laughs> so, um, but she got me these olive loaves and, um, this, these incredible, um, really heavy, dense, uh, biscuits from this other bakery that we love. And so, uh, she just really went all out as she always does. And we have a very, very strong tradition for Christmas, uh, this is the holiday that's the most important to our family. Like I, I never go home for Thanksgiving, but I always go home for Christmas. And somehow, I mean, I'm 42 years old, somehow uh, both my sister, my sister, myself and my brother um, who, you know, we've you know, my sister and I have both been through marriages and divorces and, and I've moved across the country to California. Now I live in Arizona and we've never had one year where we have not spent Christmas all together with these exact same traditions. Uh, things have changed since, you know, my dad passed away about five years ago and we did have a, you know, we also had a strong tradition with him as well. Um, and obviously that's changed. You know, my sister and I have basically taken over the cooking part for my dad. Um, and so we, we have our own like meal that we cook, uh, that, you know, so we've kind of taken on his tradition, um, so I'll, I'll kind of talk about all of those traditions that we have because they're, they're amazing and I, I just love them and I hope we keep them, you know, as long as possible. So, so I got in on the 14th and, you know, uh, my mom decorates the house just beautifully and I was able to see some of my friends I haven't seen for a while. And then our holiday really starts on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve, we have a bunch of neighbors over and, um, and it's not like a sit down meal anymore. What we do now is more like appetizers. So my mom got this great spanakopita that she loves and she made this chicken pot pie that was, oh, she makes a homemade uh, pastry crust and it's really, really good. And uh, she made chocolate cupcakes with this uh, white frosting, coconut frosting. Oh my God, they're so good. And all kinds of different um, holiday cookies. She made Christmas cookies. And we always do a really beautiful charcuterie board. My sister has this specialty meat and cheese place that she stops at and she gets these incredible cuts of meat, uh, charcuterie with all these cheeses. And, she, and my brother is in charge of the crostinis. So he'll get a baguette and he'll slice it thin and then he'll rub fresh garlic on it. 
And then also um, brush it with olive oil and then bakes those until they're crisp. And then we put the cheese and the meats and all that stuff on there. Now, I will say this year I was a little disappointed in the crostini. I don't know whether my brother bought the bread too early <clears throat> or whether they had just been sitting out and I didn't eat the crostini as soon as they came out of the oven because they, they, I don't know, they just tasted stale by the time I ate them. So the charcuterie was not as good as I usually like it. And I, I usually die for that board, but um, I don't know, it was a little bit off, but anyway, it was still delicious. My sister and her boyfriend came over and um, he's a sommelier. So he brought all these amazing wines and we had lots and lots of wine. And, um, you know, it was just nice to see each other. I haven't seen my brother in forever. He, he, used, he used to live with my mom, but um, he just graduated from law school and he bought a house in Walderboro in Maine. So, um, so he was, you know, driving in and they all stayed overnight for Christmas, Christmas Eve and into um, Christmas. Um, but it was nice to catch up with him. And so, so Christmas Eve is great. We don't have the tradition where we do the matching pajamas, although I really like that idea. I've been seeing it all on Instagram and I kind of want to incorporate that into, maybe I'll do that with my boyfriend, <clears throat> but I just love that idea of having, you know, new matching jammies every year. But yeah, we don't, we don't do that in our household. We just, we go to bed and then we get up early in the morning Um my sister's like a wicked early bird. I'm not so much, but I've become an earlier riser than I used to be. Uh, but on Christmas Day, we get up and uh, my mom always cooks a big breakfast. Uh, she she used to make a coffee cake, but, you know, now she, this year she didn't. I mean, it's so much food. And she gets those uh, tandem... Um, the biscuits that I mentioned earlier, and we all have a biscuit. She makes eggs for people that want eggs, and she gets this uh, very spicy jalapeno bacon. Now, this bacon it sounds really good, and I love spice, but it, I don't. I, I gotta like change it next year because I do not like this bacon. This bacon it doesn't get crisp, and I don't know whether it's because it's cut too thick or what. But it's like it's crazy salty, and I'm a person that loves salt. But this bacon is even too salty for me. Um, anyway, I ate it, but it wasn't as good as even like the Trader Joe's bacon that I get and just put on like a paper towel and just microwave it. It gets wicked crisp and amazing. Um, but anyway, so. So I just had some of the biscuit and the bacon and I ate the entire biscuit, not that I needed it, uh, but, and it fills you up so much because it's so heavy. I mean, the biscuit already has a lot of butter in it and then I put extra butter on it. So, um, so yeah, so that's how we start our day. And then we pop this bottle of champagne and we drink some champagne. Yes. First thing in the morning. Um, it's amazing. And uh, then we open all of our gifts and we really spoil each other at Christmas. I mean, we just, our family is crazy. We just really, really go all out for each other. And my sister and my brother both have birthdays. So I kind of combine birthday and Christmas and just go crazy. So we open our gifts and we thank Santa for what he gave us. And then, um, and then we kind of, you know, do our thing, uh, get some rest, like relax, check out our Christmas gifts, do whatever. And then usually around 2 p.m. we eat 
like kind of like a lunch meal, like lunch slash dinner. And the new tradition that we have is my sister brings over an already prepared red sauce that she's made and she makes and she brings over meatballs she's already prepared. And the meatballs are uh, my Nana and my dad's recipe. And they're really good. And so we have the, and then she cooks linguine there. And so we'll have linguine, we'll have her red sauce, we'll have the meatballs. And then what I do is I cook what we call shrimp guido, which is, um, now guido is not a derogatory term in our house because my grandfather was named Guido. He used to have a restaurant named Guido Cellar. So guido is... You know, it's not like the Jersey Shore Guidos. We are our own Guido. We represent the Guidos. But the shrimp Guido dish is really good. It's it's basically shrimp scampi, but we bread the shrimp. And so I dip it in a little bit of almond flour, a little bit of egg wash, a little bit of breadcrumbs, and then I fry it in peanut oil so it's nice and crisp. And, and then I put it all into this delicious buttery with fresh garlic parsley sauce and mm, it's so good and then I make a a gar another garlic butter for some bread I got some really beautiful French baguettes and made some garlic bread and yeah so it's a really low carb meal um so 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 good so had that more wine and that's our Christmas day so, you know, and then we just lay around in a food coma the rest of the night. Um, I, can, I can no longer eat dessert right after my dinner. I just need a little break and then I come back for dessert later. So I think for dessert, we used to do the um, that chocolate Yule log. Um, I think that's the Bouche de Noel that, um, that I've heard of before, but I don't. I, I don't know if that's exactly the term, but um, but we do lots of Christmas cookies, pies, cakes, all kinds of desserts. Um, so that's our Christmas day, and then and then this year my boyfriend flew in, so my poor boyfriend. So I felt so bad. I mean, you know, we we've been together for about two years now, so we're not spending Christmas together yet. I mean, he has a big family here in Arizona. I have my very strong family traditions in um, in Maine, and I've had a boyfriend in the past that literally ruined our family Christmas. That's a story for another day, but my whole family is traumatized by this guy that I brought to the house during Christmas, and I... I regret it for the rest of my life. I still have trauma over it and he was terrible, but I'll tell that story some other day. Um, so I've not welcomed any other men <laughs> into our family tradition since. And so I'm like, you know, you do, I mean, and Chad's family wants to spend time with him. I mean, he has a really nice family. And so, you know, I, I left on the 14th. So what happened is right after I left, he went to a bar with some of his friends and they all got COVID. Now, um, most of them were vaccinated. There was one guy that wasn't it's probably his fault just saying anyway um they all got covid and um anyway he was vaccinated so he actually had very mild symptoms but um and luckily he got it early enough that he could still fly like so 10 days later he was supposed to fly into maine and luckily um you know like his 11th day was his flight and he actually landed on his 12th day and he was symptom free but um but i felt so bad cuz he couldn't even see his family for christmas so he was isolated alone you know, no delicious food. I feel so bad. I'm, you know, I FaceTimed him and I was sending him all the love I could. I just felt really bad that he was alone. But I mean, he's such a great guy. He's, you know, he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't overly upset. He was just like, no, it's fine. I'll, you know, he loves our dogs. We have a, a big 
big dog. Uh, we have three dogs. So he, you know, he spent it with the dogs and, but anyway, so we're going to make up for it today. Um, we're having our Christmas actually today. And um, his family's coming over tomorrow and we're going to cook a big breakfast for them. But um, but anyway, so he did end up flying into Maine, uh, let's see, a couple days after Christmas. So it was right before, it was the 29th. And so he flew in and we stayed in a hotel in Portland, Maine. And if anyone out there has never been to Portland, Maine, Portland is amazing, amazing town, city in, in Maine. Um, it's one of the biggest and it's just got an incredible culinary scene, amazing bars, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's cobblestone. It's brick. It's right on the ocean. It's just an amazing city to visit if you do come to a, uh, come to visit Maine. And so, um, so my sister, you know, she runs a concierge business. And so she gave us all these different ideas on, um, you know, different bars and restaurants that we could stop at. And so we had a couple drinks at this really cool bar and then went to this German bar and had some German beers. And then we went to this Italian restaurant called, I think it was Via Vecchio and had a charcuterie board uh, and some drinks. And then we went to our final destination, which was an Italian place that had homemade pasta I didn't love my, um, my meal. I, I, I ordered a V ve- well, actually, no, it wasn't vegan because it had butter in it. I don't know. It was good. It was, it was okay. It was homemade pasta, which was okay, always good. Um, but the sauce was like this buttery tomato sauce and there was mushrooms in it and it sounded amazing. It, I don't know. The flavor was just a little bit off. So, but the, the highlight was the rosemary focaccia bread that I got and these, uh, Castelvetrano olives, which are my favorite olives. I don't know if you guys know these olives, but they're the bright green round ones with a pit in them and they're, they're crisp and they're buttery and, oh, I love them. They're not like that salty briny olive that you typically get. It's, mm, they're my favorite olives. Anyway, that was the highlight. And then, um, and then we, uh, we ended up picking up more <laughs> baked goods from the standard bakery place. So the standard bakery, standard bakery is in Portland. If anybody goes to Portland, you have to go to this bakery. I love a bakery. And I got, because the, the focaccia, the rosemary focaccia had been so good the night before, uh, they had a whole loaf, this round loaf of the focaccia. So I bought a whole loaf. We bought, we were trying to get these uh, croissants that had asagio cheese and prosciutto in them, but they were all sold out, which was very disappointing. Um, so we ended up getting these, they call them ladders. There's some very long, fancy name for the actual bread it is, but it, they, they call them ladders because they look like ladders and they have asagio cheese on them. And we were literally eating this bread just by itself on the way home. And it was so fresh and so amazing. Um, and then what else we get? We get a bunch of, well, no, we didn't get oatmeal cookies at that time. We went when we went back, uh, but we got these raspberry cookies and some chocolate cookies and these morning buns, which are like basically cinnamon rolls, but even better. Uh, and then this gingerbread, which had this melted, um, this like icing on it. Mm, so, so good. So we brought all that back to my family and we just feasted on these baked goods. Uh, and then the next day, uh, we checked into the Samoset Resort, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous resort. And this is for New Year's Eve. And Samoset is in Rockland. And again, if you ever visit Maine, go to Rockland, go to the Samoset. It's amazing. Um, and uh, we had a beautiful suite overlooked the ocean. We had a hot tub on our balcony. 
really nice. We had a couple drinks and an appetizer down at the bar before the festivities began that night. And I had the most incredible, rich, delicious mushroom risotto, the best I've ever had in my life. If you go to my Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast, you can see a picture of it. Oh my God. It was so good. I wish I could have it again. Oh my, I'm going to go back and get it again. It's so good. Um, so we had that. And then what happened is, so we typically spend new year's Eve at this incredible restaurant called Primo. Primo is hands down one of the best restaurants in Maine. It's true farm to table. They actually have a farm in their backyard that they grow all their own produce and herbs and they slaughter their own pigs. I know that's not politically correct for anybody, any vegans out there, but, um, but if you're, if you are a meat eater and you like your, you know, your sausage and your pork chops, and I mean, you're not going to get better than when you go to this restaurant. Um, they have these, they stuff these green olives with their, their freshly uh, made pork and they bread it and they fry them. Oh my God, they're so good. Um, But anyway, so what ended up happening is we typically have a great seat at the bar and we feast on New Year's Eve and drink all the wine and all the cocktails and just, you know, just having an incredible time. And Chad had been wanting to check out this restaurant Primo because we talk about it all the time. Um, My sister's, uh, boyfriend is the sommelier there. So he works there. And so, um, so anyway, we had this big plan and of course COVID ruined it. The poor pastry chef the night before New Year's Eve, uh, contracted COVID and she's pregnant. The poor thing. I hope she's okay. She ended up in the hospital, but they shut the entire restaurant down for the entire weekend, like a thousand reservations that they had to cancel. And I feel for the restaurant owner, for, um, for everybody, for all the servers. I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge weekend for them. And so, um, so we're kind of scrambling to find new year's plans and a restaurant that we could get a reservation at. My sister ended up getting us into this restaurant called long grain. Again, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see a bunch of pictures of the food we ate. We ate, I mean, they ordered everything we had. Um, the, the, my favorite dish was a pad thai and I, so pad thai can be really terrible or it can be really good. I don't like I don't like pad thai if it tastes a little bit sweet. I like a more savory um pad thai and this was the best pad thai I've ever had in my life. It was so good. It was savory, it was delicious. You know, the noodles weren't overcooked. It was it was really really good. And then this branzino, a whole roasted branzino. That was okay. I just had a bite of that. This other noodle dish um that had some pork in it which was really good. And then, um, of course, all the champagne and all the wine was really good. Paul, the sommelier, was with us, and so he picked out some some really nice wine. Um, we had ordered this other pork dish. I mean, pork is like the theme of the night, apparently. We had way too much pork over the trip. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Like, it sounded good on the menu, and when it came, it literally looked like this ball of gelatinous fat. And I'm a person that if I am going to eat meat, it needs to be really, really lean. Like, the only steak I really like is a filet or a burger. I I really don't like many other cuts of meat. Like I can do a New York strip if it's like really cooked well and cuts thin and doesn't have a lot of fat in it. But I'm the person that's always cutting off any, any visible fat thing on my meat. And so I don't like like the, like some people really like that, the Kobe beef and the ribeye and all those like prime rib and all those things that have a lot of fat in them. And I'm, I like a lean, lean, lean cut, cut of meat. Um, so 
this gelatinous ball of fat. I mean, the the waitress was like, oh, yeah, that's so it's so tender. You can just it. I mean, no, it I was like, no, I mean, it had a big bone sticking out. I was just no, I was not. And then the the chefs also sent out this other dish complimentary, which was very nice of her. Um, but it had duck heart in it. And I don't really like uh, what are they called? I don't like intestines. I don't like uh, organs in my it, I don't know the the taste is just it's not for me. And so I did try a bite just to taste it, but it was like gamey. I don't know what the, the name for it is, but it's like that earthy gamey taste that I just, it's not for me. Um, we had a few other things I can't really remember, but everything was really delicious. So, so we had long grain and then we ended up going to, um, to a dive bar. <laughs> that was actually the highlight of the night. It was fun as hell. We were just, you know, hanging out, drinking. Uh, we ended the night at uh, one of my sister's friend's bars and just, you know, cheers to the new year and then headed home. So it was a really fun new year's. I kept my expectations very, very low. I've realized that that's basically the key to my happiness is having very low expectations. Um, and so, so that was my, um, you know, that was my breakdown of my holiday and to bring in my favorite podcasters. So on the Taylor Strecker show, I absolutely love, love, loved the, um, episode that Taylor taped with Liz right before the holiday break. She was trying to figure out what she wanted to do for food between New Year's Eve, Christmas, and then New Year's Eve. And I think New Year's Day too. I think New Year's Day, she was just planning on like ordering Taco Bell, but the other night she really wanted to like go all out and make sure it was planned really well. And the thing I loved about this episode is she had Liz Cully, one of her really good friends, who is a co-host on her show. And you could follow her at Listen to Liz on Instagram. And I'm obsessed with Liz. I actually voted for her for Chody for um, co-host of the year for her show. And Liz is just hilarious and just really, she's very entertaining. She often talks about celebrity stuff, which I absolutely love. The other thing that she talks about a lot and that she does a lot is she does a lot of cooking. And she, I mean, I've never tasted her food, but it looks like she's very, very talented. And from the descriptions that she gave on the Taylor Strecker show, um, I, I'm very impressed. So, you know, Liz, and, and the thing that I especially loved about this, this show is the detail. Like I am a detail person. If you're going to talk about food, give me the fucking details. I want them all. And so Liz started out talking about how she had mastered this ginger molasses cookie recipe. Um, yum. I would like some ginger molasses cookies, please. Um, and, and then, you know, Taylor was talking about, again, what she wanted to plan for these, um, these meals. And so Liz was giving her all kinds of ideas. She was sharing what she had done. So her family is, I think, you know, kind of bougie. She, she does come from some wealth and, um, I mean, she says she's not wealthy, but really, I mean, she's definitely top, you know, probably like 3% of the country if we're really talking real, <clears throat> but, um, but it sounds like her family is, you know, kind of on the British side. And so they do like the traditional like roast beef, Yorkshire pudding and the fat. Um, she called these, she makes popovers, homemade popovers, which I love a popover. Um, I guess they're also called Dutch babies. I didn't know that. But 
Um, but she'll do like the parsnip and a carrot mash and some veggies and like the traditional chocolate bush de Noel. So when she said bush de Noel, I was like, is that that Yule log, that chocolate log? I actually have to look that up. I'm not sure. Um, but very, very traditional. Um, and then she'd done another year. She had done duck in two ways. She had done duck confit and then breast with crispy skin with a sour cherry sauce. Uh, yum. Now I bet the confit was good. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm not, I don't think I'd be a big confit person. I think I've had confit a couple times, <clears throat> but I do like some crisp. I like a texture. So, um, a crispy skin on my duck. Yum. Give me that. I love roast duck. Roasted duck is, is probably my favorite. There's this restaurant in Maine we always used to go to um, all the time. We still do every time I come home for the summer because it's only open in the summer. Uh, it's called the Village Inn, and they specialize in duck. I remember my one of my favorite dishes that they made, and they don't usually carry it on the menu, but it was this duck linguine with this savory, like almost like a gravy sauce. Oh, I See, for me, when I eat my duck, most people get it with like an orange sauce or um, some kind of sweet sauce. Like she, you know, Liz was talking about the sour cherry sauce that she made. And that's very common, like a sweet and sour or some kind. I'm I'm a savory kind of girl. I mean, I like my sweet and I do like the combination of the two, but for some reason when I'm eating my duck, I want the savory. So, um, so she talked about that. She'd actually made the chicken pot pie suggestion, which I was like, oh, chicken pot pie. It must be traditional because my mom had made it for our New Year's Eve. I love a chicken pot pie. But Taylor really wanted like a raw bar situation. Stone crab, um, And Liz had done a raw bar, apparently, for New Year's Eve in the past, where she had, again, gone way overboard. I mean, not overboard. I mean, I would love to come to something like this if somebody was cooking for me. But she made, like, the beignets with the caviar, with all the coutumant, like the creme fraiche, with chopped scallion. She made oysters, um, shrimp, lobster and crab cocktail with clarified butter. Um, she makes Caesar salad with a homemade dressing. My dad used to make a homemade Caesar dressing that was the bomb.com. Oh my God. So, so, so good. I love a homemade Caesar dressing when it's done well. Um, clams and mussels in a broth with huge pieces of sourdough. Oh, I used to go to a restaurant in LA that had the, and I'm not a big muscle person, but this broth was a pesto serrano broth and with homemade bread. Oh my God. I mean, that's why I ate it. I was like more bread, more broth. Give it to me now. Pour it down my throat. Um, but anyway, so she had done that, um, champagne. She made an ice cream sundae bar. Amazing. Uh, again, I say amazing too much, but you get my point. Uh, Taylor had done, so Taylor wanted to do like shucked oysters, caviar, boiled, boiled lobster tail. Now this does not appeal to me. I like to hear people talk about it and I appreciate people that like to eat this types of these, these, this shellfish. Uh, I'm again, I'm from Maine, but I'm not a huge lobster person. Unless you're going to make it like a baked stuffed lobster situation with lots of breadcrumbs. That I can, I can fuck with. My dad used to make a really great, um, uh, stuffed lobster tail. And I would just ba- mainly like pick out all the breading at the end and suck on the, the, the little legs and just take that really tender, tiny bits of meat. Now that I've gotten older, my tastes have changed over time. I and mean, I used to not like cheese. Now I do like some cheese. I have had a good, like I, if I'm going to eat lobster, I like the claw. 
I like the smaller pieces. I don't really like the big, thick lobster tail. I don't know. There's something about the texture that is just rubbery to me. It's just not really appealing. And I don't like that briny taste. So yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm in the minority, but, um, but anyway, so uh, Liz was giving more ideas, like maybe do a filet with some mashed potato and some veggies like broccoli. Liz loves a ham. I hate ham, um, as I've talked about before, but I love a filet. I love a filet mignon. I have this recipe for this rosemary sauce. It's so good. It's like a rosemary, um, uh, very savory sauce that makes the filet just taste incredible. And then Taylor, Taylor's mom has a tradition where she makes a pork roast. Now, actually, that's what my mom made for New Year's Day because everything was closed. So she did make a pork roast, which I really like, um, with roasted potatoes and, um, and carrots. Now it could have used some kind of sauce, uh, but we did have applesauce with it. It was really good. I do like a pork roast. Now Liz was confident that Taylor liked a pork butt, but like, Myself, Taylor likes a thin, a lean cut of meat. I do not like pork butt. I don't like, it's gross. It's too fatty. Um, but Taylor likes the lean cuts of meat, like a pork roast with some peas, some stovetops, some mashed potatoes. Um, so yeah. And then for, for Christmas Eve, she was planning on doing like Mr. Chow takeout, which I think is a great idea. Uh, just something really simple while she's still, you know, taking care of all of her Christmas needs. And then, and then she's like, well, what are we going to do on New Year's Day? Taylor kind of was like Taco Bell. Liz doesn't eat that stuff, but Liz does go all out. Her wife, um, likes like a, you know, like a really nice French toast or some pancakes, eggs Benedict with a homemade hollandaise sauce. You know, at this point, Taylor's like, Liz, you're very fancy. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's so cool. Like make a homemade hollandaise sauce, go all out for your people. I, I, I love, love, love that. And I, that's me. I mean, if I have time, I will, I would love to go all out for people that I'm cooking for. Now I have learned though, don't try out a, a brand new dish, especially when you're cooking for people on a special holiday, because if it's bad, you ruin everyone's night. I mean, everybody wants delicious tasting food on the holiday. So, you know, make sure you know how to cook it. And also you don't want to be stressed out, freaking out if something doesn't, you know, come out right. I remember one Christmas, my mom made the mistake of cooking this like haddock and it, Ugh, it was terrible. And I love my mom to death, but that was the worst meal she's ever made for us in her life. And, you know, we were all pretending that we liked it, but we we're like picking at it and poking at it. And she, she was, she was so upset because she, she wants us to have the best holiday ever. And she, you know, she's hard on herself, but anyway, um, Liz was talking about like this fancy meal at sunset tower, which consisted of deviled eggs. I do not like devil. I actually, I can't even say I don't like deviled eggs. I don't even think I've had a deviled egg. Just the look of them does not appeal to me. I I'm not like if I eat a, um, like a hard boiled egg, I always take the yolk out. I'll eat a fried yolk or I'll eat a yolk if it's like cooked in, um, you know, in like my scrambled eggs. But for some reason, the look of a deviled egg, and again, I've never tried it. I probably, they're probably delicious, but the texture, like I'm a texture person. Again, that looks like creamy on rubbery. So no, thank you. Anyway. So she talked about the deviled eggs with the shrimp cocktail at Sunset Tower French fries. She loves French fries. Mm, I love French fries. Uh, my, the best French fries are thin, crispy. I don't like a thick French fry. Um, I hate a, a steak fry, but give me thin and crispy any day of the week. 
And then Liz also talked about a baked potato bar she had done, which also sounded amazing with all the accoutrement to the baked potato, the cheese, the the scallions, the sour cream, the bacon bits, all of it. Um, and, and, and she mentioned, you know, find a meal you can prep before, you know, the good thing about the way that Taylor wanted to do it is basically like, you know, it's all just stuff that you can, can get beforehand and kind of just lay out, you know, like all the raw bar. Um, she did ask if, if Taylor's just going to do like the, the full lobster screaming. I mean, I remember when my dad used to boil whole lobsters and we would hear those screams, the poor things. I mean, again, any animal rights activists out there probably hate this episode. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to kill a lobster like that. That's a horrible way to die. Um, but anyway, she's more of a lobster tail. I mean, you know, Taylor's like a keep it simple type of situation. And I get that. It's actually the smartest thing to do. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of a breakdown of the Taylor Strucker show that was like right before the holiday with Liz Cully. Um, such, such a good episode. If you don't listen to the Taylor Strucker show, you can find it on Patreon. Um, she does have a free show that you can listen to if you want to kind of get a taste of what her show is all about called Taste of Taylor. Highly recommend it. Um, she doesn't pay me to say all this. I'm just obsessed with her show. It's like crack to me. So, um, I just, I like to laugh and those, you know, Taylor keeps me laughing and all of her co-hosts are awesome. So this is going to conclude the, um, catch up from new years and the holidays, but well, my update anyway, I am going to do an episode probably next week, uh, or maybe not next week. So my sister's actually coming into town with her, uh, her boyfriend actually this Sunday. So in two days she flies in and I mean, she, this is the first vacation she's had in a while. She is a huge drinker. She is a huge eater. She loves fine dining. So, I mean, who am I kidding? I'm not going to start this healthy eating regimen right before she gets here. I mean, granted, I've been running a little bit. I've been, you know, I had a salad today. I had my healthy protein shake yesterday. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm not completely binging like I was over the holiday, but I'm also not going to you know, I'm not going to be like super restrictive anyway. Like I'm, I'm not going to like ever be hungry. I'm just not someone that likes to be hungry, but I, I do want to set some new year's resolutions and have a much healthier year than last year. Uh, but again, I'm not doing that until after my sister leaves. So another week of debauchery, I'll, you'll hear all about the shenanigans next week. We're going to be drinking, partying. Uh, I have a lot of fun with my sister, so, uh, hopefully we won't fight. we probably will at some points, but, um, try to keep it to a minimum anyway. So, so next week's episode will be about that. I also have to review uh, diet starts tomorrow and those episodes I did. I have, I've actually not really let myself listen to a lot of those episodes because I've been waiting to get back and have all my podcast equipment so I could actually, um, you know, review the episodes. I I did check in enough to know that Sammy, one of the co-hosts that I've mentioned in the past is leaving, which is very sad, but you know, good for her. She doesn't want to be doing that anymore and talking constantly about weight loss and diet culture. And and I guess she is going to be back occasionally. So anyway, so more to come on that, but next week's episode will probably about be about all the debauchery my sister and I are getting into. So anyway, um, well, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps me out. Um, I would love you to follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. 
Um, and you can get that pretty much on anywhere you listen to podcasts. I know we're on Spotify, um, Apple podcasts. So, um, so definitely give me a rate review and subscribe and, um, yeah, DM me any new year's resolutions. I'm still in the process of kind of formulating my new year's resolutions. So, uh, so I, cause I do want to be thoughtful about it. And, um, I have started some things last year that I want to carry into the new year. So anyway, so I'm kind of like in the process of thinking about it, just bought a juicer. So yeah, so more to come on that, but, uh, I hope all of you have a very balanced week and happy new year. <music>